Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the GGD After Dark Music to be Nerded by. Uh, right now, we got our current cast of Steven. How we own? We got, obviously, Kai. What up? Uh, and special guest, we have Jonah, baby. What's up, sweetheart? How are ya? I'm just kidding. I won't talk I'm, like that the entire time. You, you're meant to keep up the e-girl like peace sign. Come on, we've got an image to uphold. <laughs> oh, now, sorry. Now we're all what uncomfortable. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My my uh, well, my forehead. Uh, I'm gonna have nightmares. Head? Get my five <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, I guess uh, I am Tristan, but that's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, so we have a cool guest on today. Uh, and I'm just going to throw it straight to them. Uh, music to be nerded by. What, what are you, what are you feeling, Jonah? What are you, what are you subscribing? What am I feeling? Well, the last time I was on this show, the last time I was on the show, I was in my work truck and it was just an awful performance. So hopefully I can give you guys some better music recommendations. Well, oh, I guess the music I recommended. Was... Gone through a tunnel. <laughs> The music wasn't bad. It was just my connection was absolutely trash. So, like I said on that episode, I am going to a concert um, in August uh, with the opener being a band called Dragged Under. They got one album out called uh, The World in Your Way. The track I'm going to bring to you guys today is uh, Here for War. It just, it, I don't know, it, it fucking slaps, you know? It's got that nice metalcore thrashy fucking gets your blood pumping, gets you moving. And then it's also got the nice clean vocals in there, and the dude's got a solid voice. So I mean, Stephen, you've checked uh, you've checked this band out quite a bit, right? Yeah, this is actually an interesting track because I mustn't have listened to the entire album when I first listened to it because this is not a track I remember. So when I went back and listened to it, because I like um, some of their opening tracks on that album. They're a bit more raw. This one is actually like really insanely well produced. It um, it has sort of hints of new metal slash metalcore, and then also there's um, this like little bit of some forty one like sprinkled in there. There's the, oh yeah there's these, for like, sure. Um, yeah, there's like call and answer like lyrics, like with some like you know some chorus. Uh, sort of lyrics in there um, but yeah man it is a really really ripper track and I did not know that those cleans were so good because like in the other songs that I've listened to it's still a very punky edge to the cleans um, and sort of like you know a little bit a little bit dirty a little bit filthy um, these ones were just really crystal like really nice sounding song um, yeah no I loved it, it I added it to my liked <laughs> I'd have to say with this song, especially, it's probably got, like, the most, like, sing-along chorus yeah. that, out of the out of the entire album, like, you hear it once and you're like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm gonna sing this every time it comes back up, because it's just one of those songs that you can sing along with, with when that chorus hits, it's really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting as, like, a, like, I don't know the band personally, but listening to it, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, they have these, like, cool metalcore kind of, like, vibes to it, but also, like, yeah, like, the punk breakbeat kind of shit, and then also, like, mm -hmm. tuned in with, like, 
the vocalist like yeah being like this kind of like more clean like uplifting thing it was like oh man this is cool and like it's like kind of like waving back in between like all of those kind of like functions yeah really good song has like a lot of contrast with the vocals yeah and but like but uh, for anyone like interested in checking it out it's like it's it's very beginner focused like like metalcore like it it's got screams and stuff but they're they're very discernible you can you can still listen to all the lyrics um you know it, it, it's not, it's not as hectic as uh as Lorna Shaw from a previous Oh episode. my god <laughs> not even close I think that I think that's another thing why I like this band so much is like I I've over the years I've learned to like understand screaming and like there's still like some bands that I was like what the fuck did you just say like Lorna or like there's there's lyrics in there I was like I have no idea what you just said I don't know what there's no way to know death animal <laughs> sound is but this like their screams like he enunciates so well in his yeah. uh in his screams like not very many people can do that similar to uh definitely similar enunciation to uh your other really favorite um medical band recently um the french band what's your oh landmarks landmarks yeah oh yeah dude there's so landmarks very well enunciated um Mm -hmm. yeah yep oh landmarks is so good Uh, very good I, I, i really want to jump off of this because it's really funny that you said about sing-along and uh, just offline. So uh, I'll jump into my Rex because it's really funny. Um, oh, please do. Um, so I brought um, a couple of Smith Street Band songs. They're uh, Aussie, like pub, pub punk, pub rock sort of band. Um, and the funniest thing is that Jota bailed on them because <laughs> he thought that they sounded like uh, Mumford and Sons, which is very funny. <laughs> Because the reason I love them so much is one of the reasons I love Metallica so much is because they have sing along bridges and they're just like really and like um, I, I said like uh, in uh, offline uh, uh, about like you know you need to listen to this with like headphones on so you get the vibe that you're like in the pub and you're hearing like everyone like chanting along. Um, so this it's like it it it. it it goes from pub poetry, which I guess is where you're getting this vibe of them being Mumford and Sons. Like it, it goes from this vibe of pub poetry, but then it, like they, their music like elevates into like, you know, rock anthem sort of stylings, but still like very raw and very like garage focused. Um, but yeah, I just absolutely love their bridges. Um, so the two songs I brought were uh, "Don't Fuck with Our Dreams," which um, is just yeah, it's just this. It's it's not a nonsensical ode, but it's just a, a a song that sort of goes through a bunch of motions of, of like I guess some sort of relationship um, that someone's had, and then um, it gets into this uh, this bridge that just starts to hammer out. Um, he goes, I, uh, "I know what happened. I was there. We know what happened. We were there. So call me what you will. I don't care." I know what happened. I was there. We know what happened. We were there. And it's just like everyone is singing along in that moment. It's just like, oh, just so good. Um, and then the second track, oh my God, my memory is terrible. Oh, is a, I can't feel my face. 
which is a very funny uh, sort of drug anthem song. Um, as, as Sounds about right. Guess from the, su- the song title. Um, and it's just, again, it's very pub poetry in its uh, how it talks about like this guy is just like, you know, had a house party or whatever with mates and he's feeling like an absolute trash bag. And then, but then the, as I said, the choruses and the bridges in the, in their tracks are just so sing along friendly. And yeah, it's just they're very well worth uh, checking out. Like these aren't technically my favorite tracks from them, but they just showcase, I guess their range very well. All right. Well, I'll, I'll have to give them another shot. I, <laughs> I was very limited on the amount of time I had and I was like, okay, this kind of sounds like Mumford and Sons, and I'm not super hot on them, so we're just going to skip. I'll listen to the first, like, 20 seconds of the song. I was like, uh, not feeling it, and so I hit skip again, and you guys took me to yeah, yeah. very strange, what, what they, dark the, place. The first 20 <laughs> seconds of the song are, like, not indicative of the entire experience. Definitely, like, yeah. goes yeah. places, like... It, like, flows in different ways. Like, I, I was, like, pretty amazed at, like, you know, kind of the upbeat attitude of, like, the beginning of it or, or of one of the songs and then kind of, like, devolving into more of this, like, emo-ish breakdown that was, like, way more, you know, lyrically expansive and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. it d- definitely went places that I, I wasn't expecting. They, um, oh, they're, and this he's such a hilarious writer because, like, their first album is my favorite. It's very raw, uh, but it has good guitar work in there as well. Um, and yeah, just heaps of sing-along stuff. Uh, there's a one song called uh, Get High See Mice. And it's, um, again, it's about like uh, someone that he, you know, fell in love with, but wasn't in love with them. And like has some really amazing lyrics in that sort of vein of like, you know, being in love with someone that's constantly looking for someone else to love sort of thing um but then like also it just gets to the to the sing-along um bridges and it's like um uh what was it um uh uh when i remember that time i saw a mouse in your house now every time i get high i see mice (laughs) like it's just like it's just like it just adds these like hilarious little like freaking um bits in there but then he's just got these really good hooks um that get you singing um yeah there's there's a bunch of other tracks i gotta kind of agree with jonah though like because i'm i'm actually pretty excited to go listen because i haven't had time to but i actually did listen to like the first 20 seconds actually like right before we started recording and like Mm -hmm. actually what initially went through my head was actually mumford and sons and real big fish (laughs) yeah right Okay. So, they don't have they don't have horns they don't have horns in their music but yes, like, it was everything but the horns it's yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it was like it was because of like how upbeat it was i was just like okay yeah. i could like i don't know yeah. it just well, gave it, me that it, kind of vibes i i can understand the muffin and especially like in their later shit um it does get much more folksy it it, it, it definitely can lean into folk a, a little bit here and there um but as I said, like the best way to describe it is pub punk. Like it is, it is that, and and as I said, pub poetry. Like it's not, you're not listening to Bob Dylan, but it's like, but he he's saying the amount of words that Bob Dylan would say, but in a more rocky and um, 
and sort of punky way. Um, there's no yeah, like, yeah. There's no straight punk songs. That's why I say pub punk in the in in that it's like filthy rock that isn't like clean. It's it's not cleaned up in this in that um, studio way. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd also be interested in seeing like that whole song or like the whole songs being played in a pub because I feel yeah. like there'd be a certain section that it's like everyone's really into and then the, you know, more slowed down section that everyone's like, uh, yeah, I guess we'll grab a drink now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, probably not yeah. along, but I, like, it's, it's interesting that they're like still connected. There is a live show that's really well produced on uh, like YouTube or something, but unfortunately it was in Germany. So it's like, it had this awesome production value, but no one knows the song. So it was like really unfortunate because right. it's like not uh, quite the right atmosphere. Yeah. So Steven, I got a, I got a question for you. So like for higher name, like bigger name bands and whatnot, like what's the, what's the concert scene like out there before like pre COVID and stuff? Like, well, do you have to travel a long yeah. distance? Uh, so we've got a few different things, uh, semi nearby, but uh, uh, like I'm between, like I'm between Melbourne and like other regional like cities. So like I am an hour from everything sort of thing. So okay. every, like within an hour, I can get to most shows that would be in, in Victoria. Um, but yeah, so like, and a fair few festivals have died recently because of like, you know, not selling enough tickets or not paying artists and, you know, certain dramas. So unfortunately, a few awesome ones like Soundwave, which was like the heavy music um, festival, which would get like, you know, Linkin Park, Metallica, Slipknot, friggin' Avenged Sevenfold, you know, all the, all the, all the big wigs, Bring Me the Rise and all that sort of stuff at a festival all together. So it was like our OzFest you know, kind of thing, or, um, you know, down right. or, or warp tour. Um, so unfortunately warp. those things have died yeah. off. So, uh, yeah, same with warp tour, obviously, you know, um, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's more, yeah, singular shows, but the, the scene's still, still pretty good. There's, yeah, there's a few, few shows going on at the moment, but not too much. Like, um, uh, I saw in March, after our first like wave of the pandemic had had subsided that um uh that oh fuck i can't even remember the band uh a really good medical australian medical band were, were playing and they got polaris playing uh soon parkway drive um, just throwing yeah, it out there <laughs> yeah it, they, they actually they they come from byron bay as well i just can't remember they, they are related in a sense to parkway drive they've done a few covers of theirs and stuff but um but yeah so no the scene the scene's pretty pretty solid. Like obviously, anything that's you know a big name international will be at a, a, a massive arena show. Um, but yeah, no, we've got like plenty of venues. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You Yo, guys, uh, you guys are... so Hold. so Kai, what's your what's your recommendation right now? Okay, so uh, this one is actually uh, pretty interesting. I have kind of just some mixed reviews on this, uh, but. Uh, was it Iron Maiden? Yeah. Iron Maiden came out with a new single, uh, The Writing on the Wall, um, which, you know, really cool. I'm excited because, you know, the Iron Maiden was like one of the last big concerts I saw before COVID shut down from my birthday before COVID happened. So um, this oh, is pretty man. neat. Yeah, it was a good concert. Um, 
But at a glance, when I was told about it and I saw the name, I was like, okay, so am I going to go into this expecting to hear something kind of like Pink Floyd-esque, you know? Um, but listening to it, like, the track overall isn't terrible. I would say it's definitely a play-safe track um, for them. It definitely sounded very uh, Iron Maiden-y, I guess, like no other oh, yeah. way to put it um so it was very solid it sounded great uh the production on it i thought was really top tier but i don't know it felt like a song that i'd already heard it felt like something i would have been jamming to 10 years ago already and for a band that's been around for a while like you got to kind of start spicing it up at some point like you can't be stagnant with what you want to do because unfortunately yes you'll have your crowd but if you're going to continue to be making stuff you got to appease to you know your newer generations yeah you got to have like those new hip hop beats in there and make it yeah where, hip where's, for the, the young where's the kids. Track? Where's the trap yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, that could be um, a double-edged sword for what I said though, because there's a lot of people who are like, okay, but there's so many bands, you know, that they have their stuff and they can stick to it and it's really great. But then you got the people who are like, if they even try to change their genre or change up how they do their their music, then they're just getting trashed on and ripped away from the community no matter what. So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. No, no one wants really, to be a sellout, Kai. Duh. It's really interesting that you say that. I was like, you children like of the heard this before. I personally don't think I've heard this from them before. The opening is actually more hard rock than their like you know British new wave of heavy, heavy metal. Um, uh, Weird. Yeah, I. I I was gonna say like like with the kind of acoustic opening, like I felt it like went into this like celtic kind of mm. like i wasn't oh, yeah. sure how to pinpoint like it was like in between a rock and like a metal track that was like yeah like a weird fusion of what's going on i don't know yeah because they've done a lot of like obviously softer intros and stuff infinite dreams and and, and and fear of the dark and stuff like that but the fact that it was acoustic was very like this is different like and it's really interesting too the um the singles art was like very uh meatloaf it looks like battle <laughs> out of hell um which is really that. interesting too um a, awesome. a couple positives like and this is uh, half of the reason why i bring up meatloaf too is the fact that bruce still has his voice although yet um i think uh jonah was saying offline that his voice is sounding older and it most definitely is, but he still can hit those notes. He still sounds like Bruce, whereas um, Meatloaf uh, historically sounds played like a Meatloaf. He played, he, he played at the <laughs> AFL Grand Final um, X amount of years ago, and it was abysmal. Like he could not hold a note at all. Like my folks were big Meatloaf fans and stuff, and they went to one of his last shows, and it was like he had a heap of back si backup singers that were really like covering up the fact that he couldn't do the notes anymore whereas bruce is still hitting them he still sounds like bruce but he actually sounds older which i kind of liked because it i i don't like my like as you've noticed uh when i you know was talking about um uh coheed and cambry or dance gavin dance i prefer a little bit lower in the in the tonality when i'm listening to to hard rock and stuff but um and the solo at the end i thought was yeah you know, textbook very well done you know solo by iron maiden um, yeah yeah 
Yeah, it was it was interesting. Like uh, it it felt like kind of old maiden, I guess. <laughs> like, but like almost like like it had like a run to the hills, like kind of like but like slowed down vibe, like throughout most of the like the mid part of it, uh, and like was very I, I guess like repetitive. Um, but yeah, as as a, as a song from like you know a band from <laughs> that long ago that usually you know any tracks they release nowadays are like yeah. yeah you shouldn't have done that it's like i i listened to it and was like no this still feels like maiden like you know like like that was a, a, like they were a band i'm not gonna say like I'm, I'm obsessed with them like i do i do love maiden uh i i don't know you know all the information about them but they were definitely one of the people that pushed me into the metal genre so from what I listened to, you know, in my, you know, middle school uh, MP3 player, like, it, it felt like it, it slid in there. And I could, like, maybe discern that, like, okay, yeah, obviously his vocals are a little bit different, but it still kind of fits into, like, you know, the stuff I was listening to. Yeah, um, yeah probably sure. the biggest criticism of the song, and this is something that, like, is one of the reasons why I love Iron Maiden, despite, like, not always liking, like, you know, sort of the more fantastical side of metal, um, because I like a little bit of, and I like a nice bit of hint of cynicism in my music, is, um, Bruce writes incredible hooks. Um, really good, like, No More Lies, Fear of the Dark, um, uh, The Wicker Man, like shit like that, like have good hooks that's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they're 50 years old, 60 years old. These are, these still slap, these still work. Um, this song, unfortunately, didn't have a good hook. It was just like, it was fine. Um, so yeah, I think everything around the hooks was good and then the hook not being like great is like why it's like, okay, this isn't, isn't indicative that whatever this next album's going to be, if they've got a new one, you know, if they've got one more album in the tank, if it's going to be like, you know, a, a return to form or something. But yeah, like I haven't, I was just looking at their releases and um, I was thinking about uh, the song No More Lies and that came out in 2003. And that was like the last song that I remember being like, oh, this is a really awesome um, new Maiden track. Um, but yeah, so I got to I got a quick question. When was when was the last thing that Iron Maiden dropped before this? Because uh I I feel like I haven't heard from them in a long, long time. They had uh Book of Souls in 2015. Oh, okay. I mean that's still that's still six years, but okay. Yeah, but still yeah, like, like that's long still time, but like comparative to like yeah. how long they've been around, it's like yeah, okay. But, but from there from their last before that was 2006 so like um okay that was, like, that was a much bigger gap um they did it like a bunch of live albums but yeah so oh, you know obviously they don't need to release any music they don't need they're not chasing money they you know they save enough money because bruce flies them everywhere you know <laughs> sure sure but like even as, as you said it's like you know if they're, if they're releasing a track to kind of get hype on to a new album it's like mm. It, it did sound cool for Maiden, but not something yeah. that is like, oh man, I'm I, fucking reeled into this album that's coming out. 
I have a massive like bone to pick on like people with lead singles like leading up to albums if they're not absolutely killer if they're not singles like quote unquote singles it's just like you're I really mean well, at honestly, why do it like yeah, why yeah. would you even why would your production company let you you know release like, something that's not like hey this is probably yeah. the best of the best and then you know everything that comes from that um, probably similar like, but you know obviously yeah. not same uh and like I, I'm, I'm painting the brush now with like thinking of um little nas x with montero it's like you cannot craft a better single than that song especially because of how much you know buzz and how much controversy surrounds that song you cannot make a better storyline for your album to come out like the end of the sure. year or whenever he drops it. have, like, have, have any of you guys heard the new song i haven't i listened to the, the i haven't uh, either needle drop review um but uh but like at the same time it was funny because i was listening to the needle drop review and he's like I felt like I've heard this song because he's been putting it in all of his TikToks, like pre-release. Yeah. Um, and again, he I mean, for just... a weird, like you know, marketing thing being like, "Hey, when like you know, the production company's like, you upset the Christians, so chill out for a while. We're not going to yeah, release yeah. any new music." Yeah, yeah, but like, oh, absolute master of marketing, absolute master. Like, um, yeah. So that he's he's set the standard for singles for me. Uh, yeah. especially like this year or last year whenever he dropped Montero. But um but yeah, it's it, it, it is this weird thing how you know albums don't really exist anymore and everyone has to have like lead singles before their albums drop and like um but I yeah I know we uh, most of us still believe in albums like most of us still like you know listen to full albums but it is interesting how single focused uh music is at the moment. Yeah, so I, I got another sure, yeah. I got another question because I have a really, really hard time getting into like hip hop and stuff. A lot of people find that weird. Um like especially with uh like modern musicians or artists, I, I should say, like I just I I don't get what the deal with like modern hip hop i understand like a lot of people really go to it for the beats and it's like okay i can understand the beat but sure. like you listen to the lyrics and they're like oh god i love this guy's lyrics and it's just him at one tone just going and it, he doesn't change at all and it's just like one of the biggest <laughs> well, things i, I to understand like gotta... is kind of like progressive prog rock and shit like that um you gotta understand that a lot of these things were made under the influence and are best under the influence like it's a weird thing to say but like literally like all a lot of this trap music um is like you know people are people are freaking you know heavy on lean or whatever and it sounds really good when you are high um okay as someone that's like solely sober all yeah. the time, so it's, it's, it's that, that, it will never connect. It won't. Because okay. certain, you, you certain know, bass like... notes just come through very heavily. Like, like I know particularly that like I was listening to a hip hop album which I liked, but then I was listening to it um, uh, on some shrooms, and <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this was made with this intent. Like it was so <laughs> weird. 
but it was like intent like was there to be oh my god there's all these other notes in this song that you won't hear sober um, so, so it was okay. it was man on the moon by kid cuddy <laughs> no. uh no honestly i i might push back on that as uh i don't think you need to be fucked up to enjoy that music i think right. there's um and and i don't even think necessarily it's written to be that I think they're just like really smart artists that like know where the trends are going yeah. and they know how to appeal to like a certain audience. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like most 16 year old kids are not getting that fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I smoked a lot of weed when I was 16, but like, I feel like even more kids now are like, nah, they just vape and like, you know, they're fucking vibing, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, hip hop's a weird one. Cause, cause like it's a, it's a, uh, extremely expansive genre, and I mean, like, you can talk about hip-hop and then also rap, which are also two different things. Um, which, man, like, I, I could send you a bunch of rap artists that are, that are, like, would blow your mind with, like, their lyricism and, like, yeah, okay. the amount of so things that, they, they meld together, right? That's That's another thing, too, is, like, if you're gonna rap, first off you've got to you got to be able to have the flow right and you've got to be able to like sure. spit sometimes. the lyrics out <laughs> sometimes and like these these guys of the the newer generation of rap and hip hop it's a flow but it's like there's no curves or anything changing there's it, it's like they or just turned on the, the water hose, but, and it's just going like, out. Um, so my question like, to you is, is who the like, fuck are you listening to? <laughs> the shit on the radio. I'd be like, yo, like, bro, little um, Yachty, that's it. One of the things to, to remember is, like, you know, every kid has headphones, so they got pretty decent uh, sound quality. But, like, those monotonous sort of flows... Um, also work very well with like heavy bass like so if, you know if you've got a subwoofer or whatever in your car and those those trap flows like it it it's about like it's not so much about content because obviously a lot of their songs are you know repetitive um but it's about vibes it's about literally just you yeah. know just chilling and vibing um okay well i guess the and... vibes of fucking bitches getting drunk and doing as much drugs as i can i don't really vibe with because yeah, i mean that, that's, right? that, that's just that, not my lifestyle just so treat I can't it like a contact high all. then <laughs> but that's the thing too you gotta remember that is punk like the like listening to music that everyone hates is punk that, that's yeah like, no that's I, the other that's the other appeal is like you if your parents ag approve of the music you're listening to, that's just, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that like, is the mindset, though. That is 100% what they think. pissed off, you know? I, I don't know if that's true. Like, I mean, like, obviously their parents hate it, but, like, I don't think it's punk. It's, like, it's too popular. Like, that is pop music now, is, like, I, mumble rap and, like, stuff that, like, I mean, arguably you could say is, like, not that creatively written um and that that's but my also yeah like it, I, I feel is, like what steven said no is it, it's the vibes it. sure yeah and that's true but like it is the vibes and it is about you know having you know a beats headset 
on your head going to school and just like I, I I do attune it to almost like metal metal in a in a not a general way but like in a in a subway where it's like some of metal is fucking garbage. It's the same regurgitated oh, yeah. shit and it's just meant to like make you feel a certain way. And I feel like that's kind of the same feeling, but in a different way. Like I've met a lot of people like and like we've talked about this before, right? As like people in the EDM scene are pretty similar to, you know, metalhead kids. Uh, and I feel like the trap kids, like, it's the same thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Travis Scott's live performances, but like, I or like Tyler, the creator, I've never been in a crazier pit than that. Wow. Like, like Tyler, the creator's pits were like, people were fucking knocking each other out. Like they were going crazier than I've ever seen. And like, I'll say not in the best way. Like, obviously, metal has got a very, you know, family take care of each other. And they were more so like, no, let's get fucking wild. Yeah. But I feel I feel like the vibe is just there, but like even more intensified. Yeah. Which so I get. It was as, more as of a, a young vibe person. of like an aggressive punk show more than yeah, like yeah. going like, to like a metal I, show. I would say like, yeah, it's punk in that way of like the intensity. Yeah. But if you think about it this way too, it's like, you know, you think about 90s pop punk and like how it, like half of the community grew up and goes and cringes at listening to 90s pop punk and then the other half go like, oh, I still enjoy it because it's, it's summer. I, like personally, I still enjoy it because it's, it's summer music for me. It's like very bright and vibrant and it just reminds me of summer and makes you want to go to the skate park or whatever. But that's the thing. Like it is a trend. Like this trap, you know, trap beats and stuff and, and mumble rap flows is a trend that in in 10, 15 years, half of the community will go, oh my God, why did I listen to that? And then half of the community will go, oh no, I still enjoy it. Like, because right. of this reason or that reason, I go to the gym and it has the right rhythm beat that, that I can work out to or whatever it is. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's something in obviously every music. It's actually really funny just uh, thinking about um, trap music, but more uh, trap metal is what we want to talk about. There's a little random relationship with what Tristan's going to bring out, which we should jump onto your recommendation for this week. Tristan. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally derailed us. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I mean, like, I got super into what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we'll go into mine. Uh, it is a, it's a track, or maybe I'll bring up a few artists, but generally the track, uh, and I might butcher the name, <laughs> uh, but it's Kriug's Garder uh, by High Lung, which I know I got that right. Uh, they're like a, a, a Germanic group that's very focused around the kind of like Elder Germanic, Futhark, kind of more Viking, Nordic uh, kind of vibes. Um, a couple other bands that I that I had mentioned to the group was, um, was uh, uh, Vordruna. Which is Harold uh, by Einar Selvik, who did uh, a ton of the music from the new Assassin's Creed game, uh, oh. Valhalla. Uh, really cool artist, uh, and then also Danheim. Uh, and I feel like each one of those has a has a different uh, relationship with music, uh, and traditionalism and electronic music. Uh, where I feel like Danheim is more on maybe the more electronic and like like a uh, high lung is kind of the middle 
and and then Wardruna is like very much like they've they've gotten extremely traditional music uh, instruments built for them, like wow. like tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars of like these crazy like I, I mean like w one instrument you could say is a hurdy gurdy, which I some people might know it's not that obscure, uh, but other ones like these huge curvature horns and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was going to bring some of that music. I don't know, um, Stephen, how, how do you feel about it? So yeah, so there's multiple... So there's actually, like, after listening to the first track, like, um, if you listen to it on the album, um, yeah, the, the, the Chris Galda um, goes into uh, Hakas Kaldir, um, which is also just absolutely phenomenal. But I'll go on the first track first. Um, it it's just an absolute Viking, like, you know, ode. Like, it's just this um, amazing, like, very um, nautical sort of sounding song. Um, it's, it has a phenomenal female singer. And, yeah, these very um, metallic sort of sounding notes on there that make it sound like, you know, someone's, like, um, beating out some armor or whatever on, on an anvil. Um, yeah, yeah, that that's that's like one of the things I like is like it's an extremely slow build. Yeah, like like it very much starts from like a quiet tone and like mm. slowly builds up. Like you hear, yeah, it sounds like someone like almost like you know sharpening a sword or like building one and like these like continuous beats building up, and then the female yeah. vocalist comes in. Yeah, yeah. And then so something. Like... Oh, okay, sorry. No, go, Jonah. You're right. Something, something funny that about when I listen to this track, it reminded me of uh, Breath of the Wild when you're cooking, like oh, no. hearing those clanging <laughs> metal. metal. Oh. Uh, I like that immediately popped into my head, and it, it just like made me think of what if like in Hellblade, Senua went to a cooking station and started making, and this is what like popped into my head was this song that's the fusion <laughs> the fusion zelda cooking and hellblade um yeah so and then like uh the male singer comes in and it actually there's a few things that came to mind i just had a random like thought of it has a very similar vibe to a parkway drive song as well but it actually reminded me of like because it starts to sound like almost rapping like it it, it, it it's very flow heavy um and it just it just rolls and it rolls like a rap song um kind of which vikings did yeah kind of yeah kind of made me think of like trap metal and like ghost main um although he's more like sort of like distorted screaming vocals and stuff but it just had this vibe but it was also i'm pretty sure it's a song called I'm just gonna have a quick quick listen to um i think it's uh writings on the wall by um uh, parkway drive sometimes your headphones just need some yes. headphones <laughs> yeah yeah so you need uh, some double headphones <laughs> writings on the wall by parkway drive has a very similar vibe it's this roll but not iron maiden uh not not by iron maiden um <laughs> but it has this yeah rolling uh rhythm and just this sort of like whispered kind of vocals that have sort of like a bit of menace in them um but yeah the the biggest thing that just like got me so hyped about this song is i I am super vocal about how much I hate um, Skellige in The Witcher 3. 
It's just a lot of water with just nothing to do. Like, the main quest is pretty good, but, like, there's just no... The side quests are just bland, and all the question marks on there are just so bland. If this song was playing on loop, I think I could get through, like, a few more hours <laughs> of side questing, because it's just such a good, like, nautical, like, song. Because I can't even remember what the Skellige song is, whereas I remember, like, the, the Valon and Novigrad theme, which is, like, the... the um, those like uh, female vocals like going through the, the the grassy fields and stuff, which is uh, super dope. But um, yeah, I I, I just love it. Like I, I yeah, it makes me want to play a Viking game. Um, and then there's, yeah, it, it's sorry. it's cool because like um, I feel like they don't speak a lot of English generally throughout most of their songs. If you listen to like the rest of their catalog, uh. And, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, I guess, I guess intentional. And, and if you really want to know what they're talking about, like you look into it. Uh, but it is cool. Like, yeah, the repeated almost rap section of it. of just And, and like specifically like it, it, it delving into the kind of Nordic understanding of like, you know, a tribe versus a tribe is very violent and, and, and destructive. And like it, it is about, you know, the intention of the sword but they're like kind of like delving into like, well, what if I want to like talk to you? Like, what if we want to like make peace in a certain way? And it is interesting, like, I guess for a group that is, uh, you know, into the more traditional sense of, of paganism and, and like delving back into the Viking age, but also I guess being like a part of, you know, our current age understanding like, you know, it, it's cool the way they thought, but like right now we're, we're very much above that. Yeah. But uh, for me personally, like, I would prefer to listen to heaps more of this than say something like a Monomath, which I I don't sure. particularly vibe with. In even though it is, they're both Viking sort of style bands. It's just like, very different though. It, it, yeah, and like the the lyrics of like a Monomath are a bit more corny, like um in, in, in this in the sense that they're very like. Oh yeah, I've got my shield and you've got your sword and da 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 yeah, whatever in this screaming vocals. Like um whereas this stuff is just like I don't know, for some reason it just hit me really, really well. And the second uh the the track after this on the album is like a, a war cry and it's oh it's so heavy. It's so good. It's like um it it, it reminds me of of a Maori uh haka. Um, so the, one of the best things about like being in Australia is like when uh, Australia and like, um, the, uh, New Zealand, like, you know, play, play rugby league, uh, or, or rugby union and, and, the the all blacks, um, do their hucker before the game. And it's just like, oh, it just moves me every single time when they're just like screaming out these war chants. Like, it's just amazing. And th this one had the same feeling and just like, it just gave me stink face. It was like, mm. Yeah, it's freaking hard. Hell like yeah. it's just so good. Yeah, I, I feel like there's not a, a ton of places in the world that have that uh almost like connection to tribalism, like where it's not uh frowned upon, but more yeah. so like really respected mm. as like holy shit, yeah, you were the natives of this land and like this is what you believed. Um and yeah, like Hailong definitely has that feel. Uh, I've never seen them live, but I will say, as, as another band I mentioned, uh, Vardruna, I did see them live, and I have never been affected more by a show in my life than going to that, where 
you might not understand everything they're saying, but the 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 energy, like the energy you're feeling from the band, the energy you're feeling from the other people in the crowd, even though you're sitting down, is like it just like awoke something in me. Like like it is that tribalistic like holy fuck like yeah like. <laughs> I don't know, like, it was, like, this togetherness feeling, it was this, like, like, bringing up each other, like, uh, I, I've never experienced that in a show before. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we, uh, I, I think that might be it. We got through, uh, we got through all of the recommendations. I feel like, everyone brought some good shit. <laughs> all vibed off of it. One thing I'd love to say, because we are doing this, like, pre-listen, like, sort of strategy now, which is really fun, so we can sort of, like, have more discussions. Like, if anyone is listening and they want to throw out a suggestion for us to listen to, I'd love I'd love to, you know, do, do it that way, too, so that we can, like, really discuss, like, what you're listening to. Um, yeah, so please, if, if you are listening, just uh, throw out some suggestions, either on Discord or on the YouTube comments. You want to tell yeah. them where on Discord they can throw that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why would we job, be Jenna? helpful? <laughs> That's my job. That's your job. Well, uh, if you guys want to find anything on the Discord, music-related, we have a channel called Music to be Nerded by, hence the name of the show. So, uh, you click on there, you can add any one of us if you want, and just have a quick little chit-chat about music. Give us a recommendation. Mostly these three right here, because they're the <laughs> ones that produce this show. I'm just here as a guest. But as what's the one Discord, of the Jonah? Dogs, I heard the channel, the but what's Discord? the Discord? Yeah. Uh, it's got to uh, be a Discord. God, uh, Stephen, um, you're you're an admin on it too. It's uh, the, the garbage game debate. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, the garbage. Do we gotta game call West? fuck <laughs> oh yeah no if you guys if you guys are looking out and wanting to join our discord discord it's the great game debate uh we have all sorts of links everywhere on all of the admins uh twitters i believe and then um you can just find us on twitter at uh uh great game deb8 and that'll pull up our our discord twitter and we have a link there that you can click on and come uh, come join us and if that's too hard you can just try and contact us at some point if you don't we'll send to... you the link yeah it's so easy yeah. This, is, this is the type of professional like stuff that we're not looking for on on our, no. on our podcast this is yeah it's too well too well I, curated. It's not well curated because I wasn't prepared to be professional. So what are you talking about? It sounds like we're listening to the Great Game Debate podcast. Just uh, not after dark. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, y'all, if uh we love we love talking about music, we love sharing music. Uh I mean, we share it with each other every single week and get more stoked about what's going on. Uh, Hell yeah, so yeah, man. If you guys Sharing have any recommendations, scary. I would love it. I love a lot of music. I might hate on your music. Maybe we'll talk about it. Who knows? <laughs> let's debate about it. Let's let's debate about it. All right. And with that, uh, you know, thank you guys for joining in. It's a lovely episode. Thank you all for being here. Jonah, you know, I guess... 
You're it's here. nice to like not hear you in your truck. Oh, like yeah. good quality. It's nice to not be in my truck. Yeah. These are his cleans, and they were his gutturals on the. Uh, yeah, there you the go. That's yeah. like yeah, that's I got the difference. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, with that, uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace. Have a good one, guys. Later. As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.